Welcome back to XOXO Jess, where we dive deep into the world of greeting cards, the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, and the mindset tools needed to start creating the business of your dreams today. I'm Jessica Walker, your host with another Wednesday episode. And this week, I'm speaking to another XOXO. I'm talking to Ruth Tullis of XOXO Designs by Ruth. And Ruth is based in the UK, and her Bright and cheery products span from greeting cards to motivational prints, enamel pins, patches, pattern stationery. She has a really unique style that always brings a smile to my face when I see her cards and her products. And I'm really excited to learn more about Ruth and her business here on the podcast today. So welcome, Ruth. Thank you for having me. Fellow oh. XO. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow XO. Yes, I'm so excited. I, I just have admired your products for so long, and I'm really excited to learn more about you and your story and, and everything you have going on, because you seem to have a lot of momentum happening right now, and I'm sure a lot of listeners would be interested just in in all that you are doing. So, so let's just dive right in and start kind of with your background. What got you into the greeting card world? Um, so I was always artistic when I was younger, used to always um, draw and I did used to make cards for family and friends, nothing um, too fancy, just, you know, like painting or drawing when I was like, even when I was a kid. And then I did, I did go to um, uni studying art and design and I still kind of did that throughout doing some cards and stuff. And then it wasn't until I graduated and went into the real world um, and I realized, oh, this is this is tough, the real world. Um, (laughs) And I had a job that wasn't being creative and I realized how much I missed being creative. So then I kind of just, I was like, well, I make cards anyway. Like that's what I do. So I just kind of progressed with that and set up an Etsy shop back in 2012. And then it was really like October, 2013. um, When I launched Christmas cards, it was kind of like the first big step and big thing that I was doing as as a brand. That's so cool. I love that. So it's it's always kind of been in your blood, the design, the cards, and yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's such a, a thing I hear so often that people go on a different path and then they're just like craving that creative outlet, and it leads them back into some sort of thing like this, like an entrepreneur, cre- creative entrepreneur path, which is is so cool. So your business yeah. has now been going for. What would that be like? Seven years? I can't do math. So yeah, yeah, seven years. Yeah, incredible. I that's amazing. And a long time. <laughs> and did you did you ever picture yourself as an entrepreneur, or was that just like something that you fell into okay. because of the greeting cards? And I still don't feel like that now. But I mean, I guess I am. But it's just <laughs> it's just something that I do every day now. So it's just it's like my job. Like I love it. But I, I mean, you're right. I should start calling myself an entrepreneur more often. Um, but I from, don't. It just feels like normal. Like this is my job. So this is what I do. I love that. Who needs the label? But it is so funny. I mean, you've been, <laughs> you've been an entrepreneur nearly a decade. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. So you started gaining steam, you said, after that Christmas card launch. And at yeah. what point did you realize like this could be your job? Did it take a couple more years? Was it pretty soon after that? And and did you kind of, I guess, like tiptoe into it to see what would happen? Or was there a moment where you were deci- you decided, this is it, this is what I'm going to do? 
Um, I would say tiptoe would be the best way to describe it. I actually only went full time on my business um, in February 2019. Um, so I worked, I was full time at first at a job. Um, I lived in London, so I was down in London working full time for with a job and doing that on the side. And then I slowly lowered my hours at my day job. So went part time and then I actually moved back up to Scotland um, because London is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I thought, if I want to make this my job, I can't really afford to live in London because it's just too expensive. But if I'm back up here, I've got the support of my mom and dad who can help me with stuff in terms of packing cards and stuff like that. Um, and then I lowered my hours again. And then, like I said, it wasn't until February 2019 that I actually went. I just had to do it and just take the leap. I didn't feel in terms of financially if I was ready for it, but I just had to do it. So what shifted when you made that that leap into full-time? Did you feel like once you made that decision, the momentum started rolling or was it terrifying? What did that feel like? Yes, it was terrifying. Absolutely. Um, because I'm giving up that steady income and not really knowing how it's going to work, what's going to happen. Um, so it was a lot of just winging it but it was the best thing. I know I had, I knew I had to do it. And I knew once I had done it, I was just going to keep powering through and working away. And that's definitely what you've been doing. I mean, I've been following you, I guess for about a year now. And I know that you had, your business did really well this past year, which is incredible given the year that we had. And did you expect this or how did you adjust to pivot or shift in order to thrive during 2020? I feel like it was a fluke, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> I, you'll probably get realized pretty soon that I'm always like, nah, I don't know. It's just luck. These things happen and not really put on to me. But I just, when I realized that everything was going to be shut down, like I also sell in shops and stuff. So I knew I wasn't going to get any money from them. Any markets that I was doing would obviously all been canceled. So I knew I had to step up my online game and it's always something I've been wanting to do and to work on that but I'd always just pushed it aside but because it then gave me the opportunity that online is all it is you've Mm -hmm. just got online work so I yeah just tried to work out I took better photos that was the first thing I did um and that really started building up momentum again and I guess as well with people not being able to go out to shops and stuff it force people to buy cars online and there was also such a big hype around shopping small and supporting small businesses mm-hmm. um, which was great and it definitely made a difference and then yeah I just started learning about more like SEO and the marketing side like Facebook ads and all that that's a whole new world there Absolutely. And it's one that a lot of people are nervous to enter into because I feel like if you are just starting with Facebook ads or with, with SEO, it just feels like a different language. And and I, I'm wondering, and I know that those have been big needle movers for your business. How did you dive into learning about these things? Well, I put it off for a very, very long time. Um, classic Ruth. And just, <laughs> oh, it, I'll, I, I don't need it. I don't need it. Like it's a lot of money to invest in my business. Like oh, it's not, I'm not ready for it. And I was like, no, right, you just got to do it. Because I kind of thought, okay, I think I started doing them in September and Mm -hmm. I got a course that was really helpful that like put it all, still completely overwhelmed me, but then allowed me to learn. And then the more I did it, the more 
I kind of got used to it. Still, I'm very much a beginner, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what led me on. I was like, right, I want to have a good Christmas because I'm not doing markets or anything like that. So I know that I need to make online a big deal. Um, So yeah, it just went from there. I love that. So like, I mean, it was that initial catalyst, knowing you needed to do it, diving and learning as you went, but also seeking the support and guidance from that course that really helped. And I feel the same way. Sometimes it's like you get to this sticking point where you're like, you know what? I have to learn this. I'm going to learn it. I'm going to sign up for something. I was like, there's enough putting it off. I just need to do this. If it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But at least I've learned it. And the thing is like, now that I know it, like you can put it towards so many other different things. Like I, I don't plan on starting another business anytime soon <laughs> by any means, but yes. <laughs> it's like, it is like universal, like you, that can be used for other things. So it is good. So, that's such a great takeaway. And honestly, all of that overall, overall that these like kind of boundaries and constrictions that were placed on us in 2020 forced us to be creative and kind of use that momentum to do things that we'd been putting off that then actually did make a difference in our businesses, which I I think is just such a great reminder and takeaway for everybody. So I want to get into your cards and your products and designs. So your Instagram tagline is colorful, happy gifts, which I think is the perfect description of everything you're doing. (laughs) What, um, reaction or emotion do you strive to create for your customers when they order your cards or receive one of your cards in the mail? I want them to smile, basically. That's the main thing, like to open it and see the color, see the happiness and think, oh, isn't that nice? Like, isn't that just something a bit different? And it just puts a smile on my face. And for people to send cards, not just for birthdays or for a something like an occasion but just because they saw a card and they thought of their friend or or their loved one and they thought this is perfect for them this will brighten up their day or make their day or help them out in any way and I mean I think they definitely do that your cards are so pretty and so unique and I feel like you have a really cool style that's kind of like a modern meets retro 80s look you know what I mean like the colors (laughs) I love it And how did you develop this style that's so consistent and recognizable for your brand? I would have to say it comes a lot down to my iPad. Um, So since I got an iPad and an Apple Pencil, I have just used that basically for all my designs. So they always start off on there. And I kind of, I have like a set of colors that I tend to always use. I mean, there's tons of them, but there's lots of different colors that I like. And then I'll just kind of play around with them work out what I want and then it gets all like finished off on my laptop but yeah it's mainly it all starts from uh, my iPad and just especially with like the patterns and stuff it's just something I can be working on in the background while I'm watching TV or something at night and I'll just sit and doodle away on my iPad and see what comes up I mean there's a lot that is awful but (laughs) I never or or I need to it's it takes a longer time for me to make it into something that could be something. Yeah. And so does your process when you're designing a new card, does it typically start with the graphics and just like the doodling design or do you have like a whole image in mind? How does that work? A bit of both. So sometimes like if I'm illustrating quotes or anything, or if there's like something in my mind in terms of the words that I want to use, I kind of base it on that 
on the words, like just like sketch out the words and try and see how a pattern could work. Or mm-hmm. it could be that I've found a pattern that I've liked and it's come out well. And then I'll make that work on different cards, like just with like the white text and stuff that I've got with like the terrazzo ones and stuff. So I liked that and then just put the the text on top of it. And once your cards are designed, I um I think that you do you do outsource printing, but then you package and ship the cards yourself. Is that right? Yeah, it is. And I love that you have all of these like little touches for your packaging. Like you do the embossing and you just have yeah. like your packaging is so unique. Why do you think that that is important and and what are you trying to do with that? I think it's all about the little details, especially as being a small business, you can do that. Like it does, everything gets all packaged up by me. All the notes, all the thank you notes are handwritten by me. Everything comes out of my studio in my flat. And I think as a small business, it's good to promote that and show that it is a small business and that you can add all these nice little things just to, again, put a smile on someone's day. So they're obviously ordering a card that is probably not for them. But that doesn't mean that they can't get a little, like the postcard that had like can be a print for them and some stickers and just to like it themselves and enjoy it. And then hopefully that would keep them coming back. I mean, I'm sure it does. It's just those little touches that make it feel so special. And I, yeah. I love what you do. And with your, so you're based in the UK and are most of your cards, just because I'm interested, do you sell to UK buyers or are, do you do a lot of international orders? What is that? What is that like just being a UK seller? I'd say it's more UK since like this year, since 2020 has been going on. But I do still sell a lot to America as well. Not a lot, but I'd say maybe about 20, 30 yeah, percent. That's um, a lot. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe 10 to 20. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there is still a decent amount that go to the States um, every, every orders. So it's mainly UK, but. I'd say US is the next and then a couple here, there and everywhere. I know that um, shipping internationally is a big uh, like point of contention for people who are new sellers. They're so scared of shipping internationally because it's just, it's confusing and there's a lot of unknowns. And once it's gone, it's, it's out of your hands pretty much. Yeah. And what would you recommend? Like, how did you get comfortable with shipping internationally? Or what would you recommend to a new seller who's kind of nervous about that? Um, I definitely, you just got to go for it and hope for the best. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, as long as you have, um, if you're, if you're from the UK and selling to the, and go and uh, shipping anywhere else, a CN22 form is, is all you need really. Um, I know things have changed now since Brexit and the UK Mm -hmm. is in Brexit, uh, now not in the EU, but no one really still knows what's going on with that. Um, <laughs> it's new. <laughs> yeah, it's all new. No one has a clue. But yeah, just there'll be someone around um, if it's online or anywhere in forums or anything like that, any Facebook groups or something, they, there'll be someone there to help. Like I'm always, I always try and help when people message me on Instagram as much as I can because I know when I first started out, I didn't really have any, anyone to ask. I didn't have like now I've created like a community myself through places like through Instagram, through Facebook mm-hmm. groups and stuff that I'm involved with. So I have those people to ask, whereas when you're starting out, you might not have that. Um, so I think it's also to not be scared to ask people for help. Some people might not reply. Some people might not like that. That's fine. But there will there will be people that 
will reply and will help you. And that's what I always want to try and do because, I, like I said, I didn't have that support when I first started. So I think it is important to help others as well. And we're all still learning at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. this, I still don't know, but you just do what you're told on the day and, and hopefully it arrives. I think that's such a great takeaway. And even within my mastermind, we have several UK sellers and they have like a separate conversation going specifically around Brexit, just trying to figure it out day to day, which I think is so awesome. And just for um, also sellers who are new and they're trying to decide, should I start with an Etsy shop? Should I have a website? I know you have both. What did you start with? And what do you see as like pros and cons of, of having both shops? So I started with Etsy and I would recommend starting with Etsy or a marketplace because it essentially is marketing because it does, it attracts, people are searching for something. They're not searching specifically for you. They're searching mm-hmm. for a card or whatever and they'll they'll find you through that. So it's it's allowing you to be seen by audiences that you might not have seen if you had your own website because your own website, I only... I think I started my own website probably near enough at the same time, but it was it, I didn't get a lot of, of um, traction through it because I was still a small brand, so people didn't know who I was, but they would find me through Etsy and then it would take on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's always good to have your own website, and that's what I promote the most is my own website because I want people to go to my own website where I've got, like, you can sign up to my emails and just all that but Etsy is just such a good way of of getting newer audiences and and different people to see it and that's where I get all my international orders from because Etsy you can you can shop from anywhere um so I do think it's quite good to have an Etsy to start you off because it's it it helps you like it does a lot of the work for you and it helps you kind of get your head around it and see what works and what doesn't I couldn't agree more. I think that that's, that's great advice. And I would love to touch on sustainability because I know that sustainability is important to you and your brand. And what have you been able to adopt in your business that leads to a more eco-friendly process? So all my cards are now, well, they've always been printed in the UK. Now the card that they are printed on is also now made in the UK as well. My envelopes are recycled, so they have been already recycled before they get turned into envelopes. And uh, the cellophane that I use is biodegradable as well, so it's made of potato and corn starch. Cool. Um, Yeah, which means it can um, obviously biodegrade. And then I used to wrap my cards up with tissue paper, but only recently I've changed to um, vellum or glassine. Bags, which again are the same thing, they can be biodegradable as well. So, as much as I can, um, obviously, it's still a work in progress. When, like here in my studio, all my cards and stuff are um, all good for the environment and sustainable. But obviously, with I have about fifteen different bins trying to work out what right this is recyclable, this isn't this, and all that. <laughs> so that's still a work in progress. But yeah, at least I'm. Um, I'm proud that my products are all, they're not harming the environment. I'm giving, even though I'm making more for the world, it's good for the environment. It's not going to harm it. And what would you recommend to someone who, because I know a lot, this is a big um, topic that so many people are passionate about, but they're not really sure where to start. How would, what would you recommend to someone who's looking to implement some sustainable options into their card business? I 
would say it's a lot about just spending that time researching. So it took me a long time to find a supplier that I liked that I knew was a good supplier and sustainable supplier. You have to try out different things and see what works. Um, and a lot, a lot can also be from recommendations. If someone's saying, oh, I'm looking for some biodegradable cello, then someone offers a site and I'm like, oh, that's great. But then I then, I then realized that my supplier that I get all my envelopes from also does them. So then that made more sense for me to get them all in one go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the main thing, it, it's a lot about just researching because a lot of people as well will message me to be like, oh, where do you get your stuff printed? Where do you get your envelopes and all that? And I'm happy to share, but also it's it's different for everyone. So what what printer may work for me might not work for someone else. And it's just all about, just because someone is like, oh, I get them printed there, doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Um, so it is a lot about just experimenting, researching and unfortunately just spending that time on the internet going through all the different websites you can possibly find to see what what could work and what doesn't so it's not it's not easy well I mean it is easy but it takes time yeah I think that yeah that's a great great takeaway and reminder that you don't have to to know all the answers up front (laughs) and if you feel confused it's that's normal (laughs) and you'll figure that's that's me every day at some point (laughs) (laughs) I love it so you have recently, obviously, you had hit that big milestone of your business becoming your full-time job and you had a great 2020. So like, what are some of your upcoming goals that you're reaching towards or things that you're excited about in your business moving forward? So I used to, I'm not, I do like goals, but I'm also scared of goals at the same time because I'm okay. like, well, what, what if this doesn't happen or whatever? But I need to stop thinking like that. <laughs> um my goals have always been to do better than the year before. So whatever I did in January last year, I want to make sure that I do better this year. Um, and that's kind of always stayed the same of always. I mean, obviously, I think that's the most obvious goal you could possibly have, like do better than last year. Yeah, I know, but honestly, that's what I always recommend because it's such a sustainable way and a yeah. healthy way to grow your business without like comparing to other businesses. Like you yeah. are your be- own best competition. Yeah, I guess comparing to businesses is so difficult to not to do, but it's so important to not do it because it's not it's not helpful in any way. And no one is at the same level at any point. We're all at different levels and that's completely fine. And that's why it's good so that there's everyone at all different levels learning and growing and developing and helping each other out. Um, yeah, the main goal is every do better every month. Um, This year I want to, I mean, I designed a lot of cards last year, but I kind of want to do the same again, but more for like last year I designed just a bunch of cards I'd had in my head for ages. And now I want to like focus on occasions more. So I just Mm -hmm. some new Valentine's cards. I want to do more for Mother's Day, Father's Day. And again, just whatever kind of comes into my mind, as long as I'm creating, I think that is always a goal. Um, and to try and be more organized in terms of like my week. So I just printed out um, like just a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday grid to try Mm -hmm. and have some sort of a plan for what I'm going to do during the week. Because sometimes I like that I don't really have a plan. And on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Sundays, I pack orders and that's that. 
And then the other days it's kind of like, right, I need to do this. Let's do this. But I'm going to try and be more like, so Monday morning I'll deal with all my emails and then I'll maybe do like some SEO work and then some maybe Facebook ads work and stuff like that. So I kind of want to be a bit more consistent. Um, maybe. But <laughs> we're in You're speaking my language. I love, love, love that stuff. That is like my yeah. jam is putting systems together and, and being those like yeah, time blocking your days. Too, I, I can't actually implement it myself. <laughs> <laughs> you will, you will. You're doing it. That's, that's an amazing yeah. goal. And I think that's so cool that you have, you have goals on the creative side, but you also have goals on the business organization side. And that's really important because yeah. one, you, you need to be growing both, you know? And I, I think that that's, that's awesome and a great reminder. Yeah. And Ruth, this has been such a great conversation. I feel like there are so many great takeaways for new and established businesses. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. No, it's been fun. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Where can listeners connect with you more and purchase and see all of your products and cards? So I'm on Instagram pretty much all the time. Um, So I am at underscore XOXO designs underscore. I'm sure it'll be in like the description or whatever. Yes. Uh, um, my website, xoxodesignsbyruth.com, everything is there. You can sign up to my mailing list and see some new releases and everything firsthand. And it's a gorgeous website. So go check it out if you want website inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Ruth. Thank you. 